Warning, the following podcast may contain top-class footballing debate and five lads who are absolutely hilarious. Sitting back, relaxing and cracking open a cold one are all strongly advised because we are 4M1T. They've been a breath of fresh air. One week. One week we had a new format for. We couldn't fucking last seven days. <laughs> all, the slan- all the slander that I gave you is on that Wednesday night. Poor M1T. The B show. I'm back, baby. For a special <laughs> appearance. The fucking B show. How dare <laughs> you? There's no show that has me and Dale on it. That is the B show. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, we're, we're a one. You're a one A. Uh, How's that? <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take we'll that. Take, we'll take it. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. My name is Danny. I'm back for one night and one night only. Work commitments have well, just messed up the whole week and it's only just started. So we're back doing what we do best. If you are joining us on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter, subscribe to us. We are 4M1T. We're not live on Twitch at the moment, but we will be very soon. How are we doing, boys? We all right? Hi, fresh off the back of a uh, quite an entertaining final day of the uh, Premier League yesterday. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a good game, quite a good day yesterday. So, uh, plenty to talk about today. You got a decent game, like Leeds and West Brom was a decent game. I had Wolves and United, and it was absolutely shite in the second half. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a decent game, to be fair. Um, well, plenty of plenty of attempts on goal. I think it was like thirty-one in the end. So it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was good stuff. <clears throat> Insane, isn't it? I wasn't. I wasn't part of the afternoon, but um, yeah. Major props to you boys, the Mad Sports Network. You know, everyone that's involved in there. It was a pretty fucking good event for the size of the channels and the reach that we've got. It was. It was pretty fucking awesome. And if you've not seen what the boys did. It's all over YouTube. It's all over Twitch. It's reruns. By all means, go and watch. Crack open cold ones with everyone. Get involved. It was a bloody good time, wasn't it, lads? You can tell it went well because I'm hiding my face, my very hungover face, and I've got the old air of the dog Molbeck out. So uh, it was a good day. It was a good day. <laughs> that is what I like to hear. Boys, should we just get cracking in then? We're talking about end of the season. The Premier League is officially over what a season it's been this has been it's been a brilliant season hasn't it bizarre definitely but brilliant we'll never see anything like it again not to not to paraphrase martin tyler on his favorite or favorite his famous aguero moment but strange season obviously the fans weren't into the end of the season and you could tell like it's just everything's gone topsy-turvy you've had teams you just can't win away from home you've had teams that just can't buy a win at home um You've had players who usually bang them in and bang in impressive performances, just go quiet. You've had other players just come from absolutely nowhere, aka Jesse Lingard. Mm. Managers outperforming, managers underperforming. Jose Mourinho becoming further and further away from being the special one. Yeah, it's been it's been soft on it. 
yeah, considering the like the lack of fans, I think we saw at the start of the season there was a mad like it was crazy at the start of the season. The amount of goals that were flying in. Like I think back to Spurs beating us six one, Villa beating Liverpool seven two. You know, we seem to have one game, at least one every weekend, where someone was banging five, six mm. goals. Yeah. Um I think we said it like it was more like training matches for a season. But Dale, you watched like the, the Leeds game yesterday. And I can imagine that the atmosphere at Ellen Road yesterday was absolutely banging. Oh yeah, um, and also there was a there was obviously a, a couple of players. I think it was Hernandez and Berardi. I think mm. were playing the final games for Leeds as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously there was um, fans in there with the you know with the signs, the banners, and stuff um, for them too. But uh, yeah, just like I say, just to have sort of fans back in. Um, was just you know it's just a, a great lift, obviously for the for the home teams and um, you can, I mean just going away from the Premier League, the Championship, the the fans that were at Brentford for the playoff, mm. um, I think that made a world of difference for them as well. Um, obviously having them there uh, to overcome that sort of first leg defeat as well. Um, but yeah, it goes to show you know some teams, you know the fans do you know drive the team. You know they are the twelfth man, and uh, brilliant to brilliant to have them back, back, and uh, hopefully we can um, obviously the start of next season and through the Euros and stuff we can obviously get more fans back in as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know what the restrictions are. After is it full everything okay after the twenty first of June? Like, are we are we going to see a full are we going to see a full Wembley Stadium? Yeah, baby, okay. we're back. We should the, be. The we atmosphere difference, like it's yeah. in the the FA Cup final, mm. like just having them them limited amount of like supporters would just make such a massive difference. So I honestly can't wait. I bet someone that can't wait, I'm sure, is you, Josh, because you like United home form horrific. You need fans back at Goodison. You really, really need to get that sorted next season, don't you? Oh, we need a complete overhaul at at Goodison Park, mate. We uh. I was I was talking to one of my mates at work today and um, sort of conjuring up a, a list before we started of just sort of all the players that I'd scrap. And I was trying to be quite reserved with it as well because I understand that, you know, you've got to keep a skeleton squad there and, and squad players, but the list was long, yeah. <laughs> really long. So, I, I mean, yeah, it'll be great to have the fans back in force at Goodison to make it a fortress again before we move stadiums, fingers crossed. But um, but yeah, the team needs a serious overhaul as well, and I'm sure Carlo understands that he's got a big task on his hands this summer. Yeah, it's probably his biggest task since joining News. If we're thinking about it, like probably he's probably got, more, he's probably got more of a job on now than he has when he came a couple of years ago. One of the biggest tasks of his entire managerial career, I would think. Yeah, I mean. We're going to move on to. We've got some special awards for tonight for certain oh, wow. players, managers, and all the sorts. But like, what one of the awards is biggest flop of the season, and an outside contender has to be your boys and Southampton for both hitting the top spot at some point in the table and just falling the way you have. I mean, I, I think we all had your dead cert Champions League at one point, even up until Christmas. Hmm. I mean, being an Evertonian, I always, well, I never expected us to get Champions League. I think I was more reserved than I expected Europa League, in all honesty. 
I'm disappointed we didn't get Europa League. If you know, if I'm being completely honest, that's I think that's a standard that we're at. We're certainly not Champions League level, and I'm I'm not going to be stupid enough to think that we are. Yeah, we had great spells at the start of the season, but I never expected us to keep those up. It was nice whilst it lasted, though. You know, we won the iTunes chart, didn't we? So I'll take that. You did. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're all laughing at you. Good lad, Andy Fairclough. Good to see you. He's in right. Good spirits. Liverpool clinching. Won the league in October. Team. Yeah. Who's Andy Fairclough? <laughs> Andy Fairclough's the only scouser that I can tolerate. He's the only one I can tolerate. The rest of you can fuck off. But Andy, we like Andy. He's fine. We're, I'm <laughs> pleased for you, mate. Third place yesterday. Did well to recover. Yeah, I mean, what a recovery from Liverpool, by the way. Mm-hmm. one of the worst seasons that they've had for years and I thought they were dead cert finishing Europa League at one point and they've managed to finish third I've got bones to pick with Liverpool though because in the space of 48 hours I've heard that Liverpool getting Champions League this season is a bigger achievement than winning the Champions League and the Premier League and Genie Wijnaldum leaving now that he's been confirmed as leaving He's apparently a club legend. Fucking behave yourselves, honestly, with both of those. Getting Champions League is not a bigger fucking achievement than winning the Champions League. Don't be bloody silly. And Gino Wijnaldum, as good a player as he has been for Liverpool, is not a club legend. Robbie Fowler's a Liverpool club legend. Ian Rush is a Liverpool club legend. Kenny Dalgleish, Steven Gerrard, not Gino Wijnaldum. I'm sorry. Like that is that is a stretch and a half. That I don't know if you got. Yeah, I can tell already. That is a stretch. That he's been there what five years. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a great. Was player. anyone was anyone expecting him to be as important for Liverpool as he has been since he signed for Newcastle? Bearing in mind he signed for Newcastle for thirteen million, I think it was in the season Newcastle got relegated. Yeah. And you thought, mm, well, you know, is that going to be good business or not? Yeah, tremendous business. He's been a great player. I, I don't really understand why they're letting him go, to be honest. I think it's a strange one to let him go. But no, it has, no, to, be, it has to be a contract issue, surely. Has I to would be a contract so. issue. I mean, I the r- rumours are today that he's going up to Bayern Munich. It seems dead certain that he's off to Barcelona this whole summer and come out today that he's in talks with Bayern. That, that's a phenomenal signing for Bayern Munich if they get him. It's a great signing for Bayern Munich, I think. I think he, he fits straight into that team and that system, I really do. Yeah, 100%. But we, we'll talk about Europe in a bit. There, there's a, there is a lot to talk about in Europe. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Do you know what? Uh, if, we're talking about flops, if we're talking about flops, though, I'll just throw one more into the hat. Um, and I know this might be harsh because just won the FA Cup and it has been a good season for them. But Leicester... Yeah, I, I just don't think you can be in the top four for as long as you have been and then bottle it on the final two games. I just don't think that's acceptable. For the really second, season, second season in a row. Yeah. And I, I, I've heard it all today. I've heard, well, you know, Leicester are not quite there. They've done so well getting into those top four places and, and, and all this and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, but they are good enough because they've been there for the last, probably 23 of the last 24 months. Yeah. And the one month collectively they've not been there is the business end of the season when it mad. Yeah, on both occasions. He got pipped by us last season when Jesse Lingard came out of nowhere, scored his one goal a season and cost that guy like ten grand. 
<laughs> just remember on that bet where he's like, <laughs> just leave me that. I don't even have a Never shot that. target this season. <laughs> and then this season with the with the Chelsea, not even the Chelsea result. I mean, the Newcastle one was a bad one for me. You can, yeah. you cannot be conceding four to Newcastle. I'm sorry, but you can't. It's it just not good enough. I, I think that's a, a big contender for flop. Josh is just putting our in our chat there. He's just jumped off for a bit of food. But 76 out of the last 78 weeks that they haven't been in the top four. That's to, horrendous. And to not get Champions League twice, that's horrific. That is horrendous. Mm. I, don't, mm. I, don't, I don't know. Um, are, they, are they... I mean, they, they finished fifth. And I'm just looking at the teams above them. Chelsea, Liverpool, United City. Financially... Those teams should be above Leicester. The financial power they have, the spending money they have, they should be above Leicester. Um, so, a, a Leicester, do you not reckon Leicester are, are where they should be though, round that sort of area of the table? Because you look at you look at Leicester, they do, they don't they don't necessarily buy expensive players, but the the players they do sell do. Go for quite a bit of money. You know, you look at Chilwell, fifty million, Maguire touching eighty million. Financially, against those top four, they're not at that level. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, they have been top four there, but they're you know, well, top four for thirty-seven games, you know, out of thirty-eight, whatever it is. But it's a thirty-eight game season, isn't it? So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. They they failed the eye test. Like so, yeah, I agree with you, Dale. I think on paper, Leicester are pretty much where they should be. Uh, probably better better than they should be because really, on paper, it should be Spurs who were fifth. Let's be honest. With the money, with the money they put in that squad and, and the management and the facilities and stuff that they've got, it should be Spurs. Yeah. But the eye test tells me and tells everyone that Leicester, for most of the season, have been in second and third. Yeah, yeah. It's have, have they bottled it? Have Liverpool turned up at the business end? Oh yeah. Last, last ten games, they got twenty six points out of thirty. Ridiculous for a business end of the season. They were chasing that top four, and they've gone out and delivered pretty much week in week out for the last ten games. Um, the, the thing about Liverpool the, is. They've got that. They got that period of, um, you know, like where Klopp lost his, is is uh, wasn't it his mum, and Allison lost his dad, and results weren't going their way. And I'm sure in the camp, morale was rock bottom, mm. and you and you got COVID on top of that. And I know that was for everybody, but you know when you've got parents passing away and and what have you, like morale's going to be low. But to turn it around the way that they have done. Unbelievable achievement for Liverpool. It really oh, yeah. is. Yeah. After no. what they've gone through this year. Yeah. No doubt. The Allison header. The Allison yeah. header was a key moment. It really was a key moment. I mean, for, for him to of all players, for him to pop up and do that, I that it, it's almost there's no such thing as destiny, and you are where you deserve to be at the end of the day. But something like that happens, and you think you're destined. There would have been a feeling in that camp that they were destined to get top four. True, but then I'm looking at Leicester's like last few results. They were Shocking. against they were against a ten man Southampton for eighty minutes and only got a one one draw. Shocking. They they conceded four at home to Newcastle. 
They came and beat us. That should have been a catalyst to be like, right, we'll do this. It did. They won the FA Cup and then they fucked it in against Chelsea and Spurs. They have they have bottled it, unfortunately. They have bottled it. The Southampton result is the key one. They get them two points, they finish in top four. They are good enough. Dale's biting back here. Go on, mate. What, yeah. No, what do you no, no. You know, they, they, they were two tough games at the end there. Chelsea away, Spurs, well, I say Spurs at all. That yeah. was tough. Yeah, <laughs> <boy it> was. <laughs> <laughs> No, but did, did they go 2-1 up? Uh, yeah, 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 they yeah. And then they end up losing 4-2. Four, four uh, but I, I think you're right. They, they beat us away from home. And you think, right. Come on now, you what do you need? Another a point or two? The yeah. last few games and you just think But mm-hmm. I don't know. Did they have the FA Cup as well on the mind at the time and then they've obviously won that? Has that had a bit of an effect for the last couple of games as well? Um That's the question I'd like to ask a Leicester fan. Are you happy with your season? Are you happy mm. with the FA Cup and Europa League? Yeah, because for me, the their squad isn't good enough for Champions League, not yet. Anyway, they drop straight out into the Europa League. So, do they want another stab at the Europa League? I mean, we saw them crash out to Slavia Prague. I I think if you'd have been at the start of the season, that would have been a really good season. But having been in the top four for all that time, like imagine if it was us, if we'd have been in the top four all that time and then we dropped out of it, like we we would be considered bottle jobs. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we, yes. we were just trying to give everyone top four in the end. Like, yeah. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester comes to Old Trafford. Do, do you want top four? Oh, there you go. Like, oh, Liverpool, do, do you want top four? Oh, I, three can, points, I cannot believe we finished second. Because um, we, we we did the work already. In start. A combination of two things. We got our points on the board early before everyone else did. And the away form. Yeah. The away form was unbelievable. I mean, we went unbeaten away all season, which, you know, is a fucking achievement within itself but how many of those games are wins yeah we've probably won like 14 15 of those we set we've equaled a record haven't we that's only ever ever happened once in the top five leagues it was in 1976 i believe of a team going unbeaten whole season away from home and not winning the title (laughs) it's only it's only ever happened once and it was peregli i think it was in the italian league so fucking who? Exactly. <laughs> fucking yeah. who? But you, you yeah. can't go. You can't go. That like we we should have put a better title challenge up. Oh, we yeah. yeah. But we didn't. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. You know, yeah. you know, we're not doing that again next season away from home. <laughs> no, we no, are no, not no, doing that again. So our, no our fans home are back form, in stadiums, no chance. Our home no. form needs to massively improve. It's been shocking all season. And you know, to to end up finish what 12, 12 behind City, you know, you could you could easily argue there's about six eight points there. You should have easily got at home against yeah. some of the, you know Sheffield United. Christ, we shouldn't be getting beat at home to them. But no, no, no. Um, but yeah, so away form, we won't be doing that again next season. So he needs we need to obviously hopefully with the the fans back in next season, our home form sort of picks up um, because well we've got twelve points to find. On yeah. City, yeah. The next Dale, season, you just hit the nail on the head. We won't do that next season. I fucking guarantee you. Yeah, let's say Brentford win this playoff final, like we think they're going to this weekend, right? 
Brentford will be our first away game of next season and they'll fucking beat us. Yeah. <laughs> it's guaranteed, isn't it? It'll it's be 4 0. Maguire and Shaw just like at each other again, like Spurs, a 6 1 at home. It'll be a fucking calamity. I can mm. see it coming now. Right. So, tell you what we'll do then, boys. We'll start on the awards. We'll start. We'll start at the bottom and then we'll work our way up to the top. So, flop of the season. This can be a team. This can be a manager. This can be a player. This can be a moment. What is? Ooh. I'll start you off with mine first. My flop of the season is Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Excellent shout! Yeah, good shout. He, yeah, his golden golden boot winner last year, or like tied became, wasn't it? And he just hasn't, and I mean, has not turned up. And I don't know why. Yes, all right, he got malaria during the season. But that he only missed like two games because of it. But he was shite before it. He's been shite after it. Yeah, he's been he's been poor since game week one, really, hasn't he? He's, yeah. he's, not, he's not been there all, at, at all this season. No, I don't think Arteta's helped him because Arteta's played him a lot on on the wing. But when you base your game on drifting wide and cutting in, you should be able to do it. Really, re- I was this close to saying Gareth Bale. I was this close to saying Gareth Bale, but he's kind of just like picked up over the last couple of weeks he saved himself uh but yeah a bamiang flop absolute flop yeah hard to disagree that hard to, i don't think there has been a player in the premier league who should have been on on top form compared to where they were last season but it's the Ozil thing again mm. you go giving him a mass contract like they do like they like to do arsenal and then you get a really just not a complacent player but just a player who's like pfft, I'm set. I'm good. Yeah. I'm comfortable. I'm tw- how old is he? 29, 30. I don't need to be putting in. Uh, how many goals he scored this season in the Premier League? Five, six, maybe? Yeah. I don't know because it's Four. not that many. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel. How do you feel, lads? I can't top that, me. I- I'm going to go with that myself, a Bamiyang. Yeah. Uh, go on, Dale. I'll, I'll go, I've, got, I've got a player around a team, actually. Uh, my team is. Southampton. Mm-hmm. I am massively disappointed in them, um, especially the way they finished last season, the way they started this season. I thought um, I was expecting better. I was expecting more. Um, and I'm just looking at their form since Christmas. Um, bottom <laughs> L- of the league. L- 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 bottom of the league, they would be. If they Um. I don't know. I really don't know what's gone on there. You know, they started brightly. They finished last season well, and it's just gone from like hundred to zero pretty quickly there. So something needs to change over the summer for them. Yeah. Um, and my player is uh, one of our own, Donny Van der Beek. Flop of the season. I I was expecting a lot more than for forty five million from him, and I've not seen absolutely anything. I know he's not. I know. I know he's not had much of a run, <laughs> but when he has had, a, when he has played, yeah. again, I've still not seen much of him. No, you're right. It could be that you know, first season and stuff. He, he, he might improve for next season, but um, for the price tag, I was expecting more of a more of an impact from him. Can't debate that. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Kai Havertz for Chelsea. Um, Oh, good shot! Yeah, I didn't think of that. Good Ooh, shot. I don't like. I don't like that one. 
well, you wouldn't, you little shit. But um, <laughs> I, I just think, I, I mean, it was like seventy million pounds plus add-ons, and I've just not seen anywhere near that value in player. Uh, and and I know he had spells where he was out of the team. I know he had spells where he was injured. But I mean, I expect a player to be made of solid gold or diamond even for that price tag and indestructible for the full 12 months, no injuries, playing week in, week out, scoring goals for fun, tearing defences new new explicits. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried keeping it family family friendly there. <laughs> um, yeah, Why I, the I just done that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just asshole, think, <laughs> and they spent a lot of money. And I've seen glimpses of class from Ziyech. I've seen workhorse efforts from Timo Werner. I know he's not scored enough goals compared to what we were used to in the Bundesliga, but I, I think that's yet to come from him. I'm seeing, you know, he's, he wants it. The hunger's there. He's just not quite clicked yet, but I think it will for him. But Kai Havertz, you know, £70 million plus add-ons. So what, what's that going to go up to? 90 100 when he hits a certain amount of appearances and goals, international appearances, what have you. But for me, I just think that's a, a lot of money for a player that I've not not seen stand out. So I'm going to go for him. Fair. I, I considered mm-hmm. Werner. I wanted to give the new boys a bit of slack. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you, yeah. you doing him and they're doing Donny, you know, that's that's completely fair. I have one yeah. more shout and I think we're all thinking it, but no one to say it. VAR. As <laughs> the, the biggest flop of the season, that it's been yes. absolutely atrocious, and it needs it needs changing quickly. But we're not here to slander VAR. I, I, you know what? I may just I just drop it. We had a go. It's not yeah. worked. Yeah. I'm happy to drop it. Yeah, yeah. it's, not, it's think, not worked. I think we all are, but they've they've put that much money into it now. It's not it's not going anywhere. Unfortunately, honorary shout as well because I think we've just got so used to them being shit that we've forgotten how good they were last season. Sheffield United. Atrocious. Yeah. You cannot be finishing eighth, doing as well as you did, and then come out with your performances this season. Bad. Well, really bad. Well, be well, Wolves was considered for me. <laughs> well, Wolves was the consideration for me. Again, I wanted to cut slack because of Raul Jimenez. Yeah. Like, I, thought, I, I think, I think we'll see a different Wolves next season. If they, if they buy a couple of players in, they definitely need to bring just a bit more depth to that well, squad. A few numbers. Yeah. <laughs> with with yeah. Nuno I mean, gone. With yeah, Nuno gone, that just... might be difficult. Yeah, I think so. They've lost pulling power there, haven't they? Mm. Mm. I don't know. You were going to say it there, struggle. Dale. Go on. I yeah. think they might struggle. I do. Um, obviously the manager going, big influence. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they lost. Yota, uh, Jimenez, you know, a lot of goals there. At this, you know, you know, I'd say the start of the season defensively, they haven't been the same. I think I think whoever comes in's got a bit of a job on there. To be honest, I think uh, it might be a, a bit of work that needs doing. I think they'll have a job trying to fend teams off, trying to buy their you know the remaining mm. star players they've got. Yeah, that'll be the biggest job at the beginning because there are like Neto. Somebody's yes. going to come in for him, aren't they? Hundred percent. Yeah. Is is my shout, and you can hold me to this. We'll play this back at this point next season. I think Wolves are going down next season. Mm. Yeah, you could be right, mate. You could be right. I, yeah, after seeing what's happened this season, if Raul doesn't come back the same, you never know. 
I, I think Sancho Sancho is the heartbeat of that club, and him going is is a, a bigger blow than any player that they could possibly lose. We haven't had a chance to speak about Nuno leaving because of when it fell. Um, does anyone even know why? Is it a contract issue? Is it not being backed by the board? And do we think he's a dead cert to go to Spurs? Well, I think he left because he needs to learn enough English to learn how to reject Tottenham Hotspur. So that's my theory. <laughs> Over to you, Josh. I know you're about to say something then. I just cut right across, mate. I apologise. No, no. I mean, he, he must he must be in contention for that Spurs job now. Mm. He, you could see him in that position, couldn't you? Yeah. It's a, it's a step up from Wolves. Not much of a step up, but it... For me, you know, the club infrastructure and everything that they've got going on at Tottenham is, bigger is much club. bigger, much bigger, bigger than Wolves. Yeah, yeah. They've not got the history of Wolves, but they're a bigger club than Wolves currently, financially. Yeah. So, you know, he'll have funds. Will he Will he take a couple of the lads from Wolves? Could you see Neto going over to Spurs if, you know, if he did get the job? 100%. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I mean... I'm 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 not entirely sure how well Wolves are going to do though, mate. Going back to what you said, Collins, I could quite easily see them going down, and I think your prediction could come true. All depends on how well a job this manager does, really, doesn't it? It's because he's got a big job on his hands. Yeah, I think the rumours are the Porto manager. I believe I've seen being rumoured today, which that would be. I don't know if that's a sidestep or not, really. Couldn't even tell you who that is now. And how well did Porto do this year? <laughs> it's, it's, his name's Sergio something. I can't remember his second name. Um, he's a young lad, though. Obviously, he's Portuguese, because well, he's not going <laughs> to yeah. be any other nationality, yeah. is he? Well, no. Porto failed in, in the eyes of their fans this season, because Sporting won yeah. the title. And, and the minimum requirement for Porto every season is the, the Portuguese Liga. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Did Sporting go unbeaten? I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't even know why I tried to think about. I tried to make it look like I was thinking about it. Like, let me just go into my uh, depths of Portuguese just, knowledge in my head. I know fuck all about the Portuguese. Like, yeah. why, do I, why do I feel like you were you were waiting for me there, and I still have uh, yeah. no fucking clue? <laughs> I mean, the Portuguese league just has dropped out of interest, hasn't it? Back in the yeah. day, you'd, you'd look towards your Benfica, Sporting Lisbon, Porto, and they lost be quite. They lost one game all season, and that was yeah. the second to last game. Oh, fuming! I was talking about it at work today, and. And somebody mentioned they could have gone unbeaten all season. That's yeah. unlucky, isn't it? Second yeah, to last. That's game. really unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> unlucky. Jetta. Right. Absolutely Jetta. But surprise package of the year. I know we're not gonna like this, but I'm gonna say it for all of us. It is <sighs> unfortunately Leeds United. No, it's West Ham, mate. Soz. <laughs> you could argue West Ham as well, definitely, but like Leeds have been fucking phenomenal this season they really have say it they've been a breath of fresh air <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. Merlot I could smell then <laughs> hints yeah, of no, Malbec I, I've been well impressed with them the football the pressing the fans apart from abusing you know Laura Woods or whichever one it was like them lots of pricks but Bielsa has been incredible. The only thing I want from him now is I want him to speak English. I want to hear him in press conferences. I think you've been in England long enough now to do it. I remember Pochettino doing it all the way at Southampton. And then when he went to Spurs, he spoke English in his first press conference. Like, very, very strange. But no, I've 
them and in particular, I'm going to pick one player out in particular, Stuart Dallas has been outstanding. Like yeah. you couldn't ask for a player to do a job in any position on the pitch better than he's done this season. I think he's been really, really good. Sorry to drag the tone made, down there, boys, but yeah, he nearly made my um, my top eleven. Not he quite, nearly did me as well. Ooh. Yeah, not quite. There've been a couple of players in that Leeds squad that have stood out. Obviously, Bamford for his goals. Um, mm-hmm. Rafinha, Rafinha on the wing. I like I like the look of him. Yeah, um, Aylin. Aylin's just a. I really like Aylin. An absolute beast. Really rate him. Yeah, uh, the goalkeeper. I forget his name. The French goalkeeper's. Uh, yeah, I've seen some fantastic saves from him this year. And he's only young, isn't he? So I'm expecting big things from him. Carries on on that sort of tra- trajectory that he's on. Uh, yeah, they, they have they have done well this year. They've topped Everton <laughs> on the last day of the season, which was disappointing. So we're wedged between Leeds and Aston Villa at the, at the end, which, is, you know, <laughs> that, that is, sums it up, doesn't it? It's not hard yeah. to top Everton, though. I mean, it, is, this, is, this an, is this a good opportunity to do it, Danny? Go on then. Go it's for not it. A... I'm just doing it. What on earth was that? <laughs> One of the newest segments in the forum, one to your family. What on earth was that? Josh, your opportunity to speak your mind about Everton Football Club. Now go for it, mate. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you wanna do you wanna save this to a point like when we do a full team review and we can really, really lay in? Because we're doing awards and I don't think I would deserve any awards at the moment. We've already skipped over. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> 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 I, I honestly don't know why he's like hang on a second they've been going from my fucking Facebook and taking pictures <laughs> uh, anyway, I think I think whatever he's done he's, he's killed his camera uh, yeah I don't yeah, know why absolutely brilliant yeah, he's, he's in the idea. he's in the yeah. background send yeah. a message to him Josh go and sort your camera out but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's not it's not hard to, to be as bad as Everton have been they're another good contender for flop of the season aren't they yeah, 100%. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw one out that you know for surprise um Aston Villa for me. Mm-hmm. After I mean I could I could easily say West Ham, but I'm I'm I think Josh was going to say West Ham anyway, but um Aston Villa they obviously survived pretty much last game of the season, was it? Last year and I know they've. I know they've had a bit of a, a a tough sort of ending to the season. They've probably just slipped down a few places um, recently. But I mean, to eleventh, you know, fifty-five points. I mean, that's after you know scraping survival last season. I think um, you know, and they, and they were sort of there or thereabouts in the European spots for. Um, Probably till around Christmas, I think. Um, yeah. I said they've had a bit of a... the Grealish injury. Yeah, I said they've they've had a, they've had not the best ending to the season, you know, in terms of results and stuff. Obviously, they've had Grealish out and that as well. But I mean, to you know, they've they've done well there, fifty five points comfortably in eleventh. Um, you know, I think they've yeah, given what happened last season, I think they've done. Uh, I think they've done quite well. 
I think that's a fair shout. I think it's a very fair shout. Any opposing views, Chris? Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm going to be controversial. Um, and we just just to back up your point there, Dale. We've just had a, a comment off Jack Legend, Ollie Watkins, get him on the train. Actually, I'm not 100 sure about that, but mind you, he's not a bad option to have for the Euros, is he? No, he's a, he's had a very good season. Yeah, very yeah. good season. Is it? You know, even to just put himself in contention for it is is impressive because we've got a very squong. Uh, <laughs> a very strong squad. <laughs> we are, we are very was that? we are very squong. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say I'm gonna be controversial here. Um Newcastle United. Mm. Ooh. All I have heard all season, right, and I'm gonna get I, I know I'm gonna get backlash off this. But all I've heard all season is Newcastle are shit. They're, they're going down, relegation favourites. Steve Bruce is doing a shit job and all the rest of it. And then you look at the end of the season and the 12. They're, they're literally the best of the bottom. Fair enough, they're at the bottom of the table still. They're still sticking around there. And they were in a bit of a relegation fight for a while while they had a lot of players out and things weren't looking good. But they're, they're literally the best of the bottom of the table. Yeah. You know, Villa were, I think Villa were one place above them in 11th. And yeah, I get there was a bit of a points gap, but Villa being above them, I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad thing to say at all because Villa at one point were in contention for European places. Like Dale was just talking about a second ago, they've had a very good season. So what's the problem? I, I don't know what Newcastle fans want from Steve Bruce. Some say they want them to be higher up the table, but you've just not got the squad to do it. And Mike Ashley is the problem. Uh, we want to play better football. It's a bit hard when half your good players, St. Maximum, um, Callum Wilson, you've had defensive injuries all season on and off. I, I don't know. What is it? What do Newcastle fans want? Someone tell me what Newcastle fans want. I, I really don't know what they want and what they expect. I think 12th is a very, very good season for them, considering. Uh, why can't they do that all season? They seem to have turned up, you know... Fair play, they've turned up at you know the business end and got themselves out of the shit. But why have they got? Why were they in the shit anyway? You know, if they can do it, if they can, if they can do it for like the last five, ten games, what's stopping them from doing it for you know a solid twenty, twenty-five? You know, I would say all season is going to you know it's going to be ups and downs, isn't it? But I think it's the injuries. I think I if th- you lose Wilson and Saint Maximum, especially, that it hurts. That is yeah. going to hurt. I think that comment says a lot as well. Joe Willock coming in. Like Joe, oh, Willock, yeah. Joe Willock has been immense since he went to Newcastle. And I bet they are absolutely gagging for him to sign permanently. I hope he does. Yeah, he I hope he does be great for him. He won't splash the cash on him, will he? No. Notor- and then, notorious for it. And there's what they want. They want a new owner. Yeah, that that's the good. problem. That's the problem. They need to get rid of Mike. I mean, it's the same old story with every fucking club. We were just speaking about the European Super League and stuff recently. We were speaking about it again yesterday. Owners, owners yeah. is ruining football clubs, and Mike Ashley is no exception. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Right, we're moving on. We're going to get some good stuff in now. Manager of the year. David Moyes. David Moyes. David Moyes. Yeah, David Moyes for me. Next. Done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go off the um, FA rulings. Young player of the year. What's the FA rulings? 
on 23 and under. Fucking cop out that, innit? <laughs> yeah. Or should we make our own? Should we make it 21 and under? 16 AKA, and under. AKA, get rid of Ruben Diaz. How old is Ruben Diaz? 23. Oh, you can't have him as young player of the year. No. Oh. There's, you know, there's a couple there's a couple for this. It's got to be... You know what? I'll, I'll make it easy for you. Phil Foden. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be Phil yeah. Foden. Yeah. 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 Has, Has to be. be. Yeah. I mean, there, there are other players, you know, young players that have been brilliant this year. But that guy is another level. He could... He could... And Mika Richards said it on Sky. He could be as good as he wants to be. He could reach the heights of, you know, Messi's, Ronaldo's. More Ronaldo... Um, because he'll obviously have to work really hard like Ronaldo did to get to that height, but he's he's got all the potential there, I think, and natural ability. Agreed. Jack, Jack's comment there, Bielsa and Vichel, yeah, we did kind of just brush over manager there because I think we're all in agreement with David Moyes. Bielsa definitely uh, had a fantastic season. You could argue Pep Guardiola is to a certain yeah. point because yeah. of where City were before they signed yeah. Ruben Diaz and even Klopp as well to get Liverpool's recovery in. Oli, we were never expected to finish second. And we've done it comfortably. Tuchel, his turnaround job at Chelsea. You know, there's been some really, really good managerial performances for me. Jose. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get, getting out while he could. Yeah. But like, for, for me, when I look at a manager of the year, I'm thinking, have you got your team above where it should be? That's why for me last year it was Chris yeah. Wilder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why for me this year is David Moyes like hands out. Yes, all right, Leeds probably shouldn't be where they were, but you know, Leeds didn't get European football and they've already had one award. I can't give them anything else. I just can't do it. No. I'll leave the fucking podcast if you do. I I could, but I really, really don't want to. Uh, Right. Player of the year. Yeah, I think he he was already awarded it, wasn't he? So I'm going to just stick with Diaz. Mm. Yeah, that's the same for me. Luke yeah. Shaw. <laughs> I said it in the group before. I said it in the group before, and I know I knew it was controversial, but I, I'm telling you now, uh, what a player he's been this season. I don't think he's turned out a bad performance for United this season. He he has been by far our best player, and I know everyone wants to say Bruno because of the stats and stuff, and yet Bruno's had a fantastic season. But Luke Shaw has just been. Mr. Consistency, just turning out sevens and eights and nines and tens all season. And surely that is what constitutes mm. being player of the season. Just yeah. consistent, good performance after good performance after good performance. He, he's a massive it's, reason why we are second. Yeah. Counter-argue, that's exactly what Ruben Diaz has done and City won the league. Counter-argue. He's got so much fucking time. I'm not taking it away. I think Ruben Diaz has been absolutely phenomenal for City. I really do. But City have had five or six players that that, that could contend for player of the season. Gundogan, De Bruyne, Mares, Foden. All right, take your pick. Right, they, they've all been incredible. John Stones looks like a completely... He looks like Paolo fucking Maldini next to Ruben Diaz. Edison's had a great season. Cancelo. Cancelo he has been phenomenal. A fullback. Either side. Right back and left back. How many fullbacks do you know that are as adept at playing one side as they are the other? Unreal. You know what, Collins? You know what, mate? You mentioned it there. You said Stones has become a different player because of yes. Diaz next to him. Yeah. But yep. Shaw has not made Maguire a better player, I don't oh. think. Because Maguire is just average. Ooh. Is he average though? Because he's seeing it now. 
you're seeing it now. We are struggling so fucking badly without Maguire. And this is the argument we've had all season. And I know it, you, you look, you do the eye test and you think he's big and he's slow and he's unathletic and what the fuck does he actually do? But Maguire is so important to us. He really he win, is. He wins headers. He's good in the air. I'll give him that. He's playing Bundles, last as well, mate. The, the Liverpool game showed that completely because without him, that defence was literally all over the place. And the only person that miss, was missing was him. There's no organisation without him. It's as simple as well, that. He's, he's entitled for, for the money you spent on him. He's entitled to a good game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be shit every listen, game. Listen, I just... mate, I've been the biggest Maguire fucking slater in the world, but even I've come around to it now. We is essential to what we do. Yeah. He's Gary Pallister. That's who he is. He reminds me so much of Gary Pallister. And I, I was very young like when, when Gary Pallister was still at United. But he, his game is just exactly the same. Maybe maybe even like little bits of Steve Bruce are seeing him sometimes. He's just a proper old-school, old-fashioned centre-back. Do I think he's as good as Diaz? No, I think Diaz is an absolute monster. Mm. But he's one, of the, he's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Yeah. Maguire would walk into anyone. He walk into any team in the Premier League. I'm telling you, and, walk I, into I, anyone, I include, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, launch them on the floor as well. <laughs> I include, I include Man City in that. You're telling me Maguire and Diaz wouldn't make the most unreal centre back pairing, but, and if I, it, City fans might argue, no Stones and Laporte and all the rest of it. I'm telling you, Maguire is absolutely quality. He's one of the best centre backs in the league. He's just not as good as Diaz, and not as good as Van Dijk. If Van Dijk gets back to the Van Dijk that we've seen in the past. Did you, when we predicted our Euro squads, did you put Maguire in at centre-back next to Stones? Yep. Collins? No. I think you put Tyro Mings in, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. Because at the time, you can't have Maguire and Stones. Just wanted to bring that in. You can't have Maguire and Stones. It's about It's about Stones. You can't have Maguire. It's like Lindelof and Maguire. The, the problems that United have had at defence is because we've got Lindelof and Maguire are too similar. You cannot have Lindelof and Maguire. You need someone who's got the qualities that Maguire doesn't have next to Maguire. That's why Diaz and Stones work so well, because Stones is an old-fashioned ball-playing centre-back and Diaz is an animal. It's it's Rio Ferdinand and Vidic. Rio Ferdinand is the ball-playing, classy centre-back, reads the game well, commanding as a presence, good communicator to everyone in the back line, pushing forward up the pitch from back all the way to front. And Vidic was the animal next to him, the one who just wasn't asked about getting injured, getting his foot in there, getting his head in there, and just getting a tackle and putting his body on the line. That That's what you need. You need the yin to your yang when, when you've got partnerships like that. And it's the same with midfield. It's the same with your strikers up front. You, you need the yin to your yang when you've got partnerships like that. And Maguire and Lindelof, I don't think works. And I, that's why I said Stones and Mings. I think they are suited better to each other than Maguire and Stones. I think Maguire and Stones are too similar. Will it ever work for, for Lindelof whilst Maguire's there then? If no. it doesn't work. So so you're saying that Lindelof needs to go? Yeah. Not necessarily. I think we need four good centre-backs at the club, just like anyone needs four. City have got Laporte, they've got Stones, and they've got Diaz. And I know that's only three, but Pep's keeping that squad happy. Pep also has Carl Walker who can slot in there as well. He's had yeah. Garcia, who's now leaving. I've no doubt that there's going to be someone in the wings ready to come in. I look at our centre-backs next season and I'm looking at Maguire. I'm looking at Baye. Isn't Nathan Ake a centre-half? Yeah, Ake, there's your fourth there. There you go, yeah. perfect. I'm looking at Baye. I'm looking at Axel Twanzebe. And realistically, the way it's going at the moment, probably Rafael Varane. For me, 
out of the ones we've got now, Jones has to go and Lindelof has to go. Bayer's just signed a new deal. Transabi's young and probably is the future of our defence. Maguire is the most expensive defender in the world. And Rafael Varane is Rafael Varane. World Cup Excellent. winner. Yeah, like for me, that that's what we need to do. And if, if Lindelof leaving means Varane comes in, cheers Vic, I fucking love you mate, but sayonara. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Lindelof has. A, I think he has a place in the United squad, but that's where it begins and ends. I think he's got a place in the United squad. I don't think he's a starting centre back. I think we need a top class centre back next to Maguire. That's when you'll see our defence transformed. The same way Van Dijk transformed Liverpool. The same way Diaz has transformed City. United need one of a brand new top class centre back or a brand new top class holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Because they need like the defense either needs sorting or it needs more protection. We can't have Lindelof getting exposed by Fred. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how long it'd take for Fred's name to get mentioned. No, like, <laughs> yeah. like if 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 Lindelof's still playing, but he's got Indeedy, Declan Rice, anyone else in front of him, then it's a lot more secure. If we're still playing Fred, then we need better defenders behind him. Mm. It's the same with Everton, though. Like, you look at Keane, and I think Keane's a really good centre-back, but everyone from the outside looking in, oh, you know, he's cumbersome, he's clumsy, he's slow. If you had a better centre-back than Yerry Mina next to Keane, could you imagine? It'd it transform that whole defence. I know, yeah. yeah they, I've, I've wanted to really, really like Yerald, Yerry Mina. Yeah. Um, I really have. I loved him when I, you know, when he was playing in the... Um, was it the World Cup when he scored the yeah, yeah. scoring all the headers and he moved those. to Bar- Barcelona? It didn't work out, and I thought, here we go, we're getting this, you know, really tall, um, athletic centre half who's yeah, who's great in the air. He'll do us, he'll do as well. But unfortunately, I just I think it's more about his presence in the changing room these days. He's one of those characters that seems, you know, he just gets on with everyone and keeps the morale high. But that's not what you want, is it? You want you want that plus more. You want the performances on the pitch. That's what they're there for. Ultimately, that's the job. And I'm just not quite, just not quite sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not going to work out for him. Maybe he needs to move on. Yeah, I, I've got my curveball for player of the season, uh, yeah. Harry Kane. He's done very well, hasn't he? Top top goal scorer, top yeah. assister. Yeah. In in a really really shit team. Yeah. Is is. Him combining with Son has been a delight this year, hasn't it? Yeah, those absolutely. two. Like there was one point, obviously, at the sort of start to mid mid end of the season, where it was just like goal assist, goal assist, goal assist between the two of them. Yeah, just, I think they set the nobody, record, didn't they? I think yeah, they nobody else. Record. Nobody else yeah. was getting a shout. Were they? You know, it was a waste of time. Just you know, yeah. Del Ali's not not really getting in. Um, Bale's not not been the player we expected. Uh, Lucas Mora, after the you know what he did for them last year, getting them into the Champions League final, doesn't even get sniffed these days. Lamella's a waste of time. All those players, it's just those two that run the show there. And if yeah. they ultimately lose Kane, will Son stay? We've touched upon it before, but would yeah. he? He'll no. be he'll become the main man, maybe, but he'll lose his partner. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, right. So I was just going to quickly going to say, I mean, the, the, the Kane Son partnership, forty goals they got in the league this year. Tottenham that scored shite Spurs team. Tottenham yeah. scored sixty eight and they got forty of them. 
Four. That's you insane. Want, do, do you know what? That's if you ridiculous. Want, if, you, if you want to throw Gareth Bale in there, he got 11. The guy's not even been playing. He's got 11. That's 51 goals out of the 68 by them three. That's know. insane. Two of them are, you know, Bale's not coming back. Kane's gone in the summer. That's a lot of goals they're going to miss. Son, yeah. if, you know, if Kane goes, what, is Son going to be happy? Probably not. Would he look to move as well? You know, if I'll tell you what, if, if yeah, them two go for Spurs. I'm telling you, boys, he's going to Bayern Munich. I've Ooh. been calling this for the last few months now. Son to Bayern Munich. Get on Skybet. Stick a fiver on it. It's coming in. I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of putting a fiver on Wolves to get relegated next year after that shout. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is good good luck, Nuno, at the fucking Spurs job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. We've got our teams of the season here, boys. I'm going to rattle through them dead quick. I'm assuming we're all being managed by David Moyes, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. No, right. Pep Guardiola for me, sorry. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> I believe this is yours, Collins, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a 4 2 3 1. Emmy Martinez, Cancheo Diaz, Maguire Shaw, Indeedy Rice Holding, Lingard, Bruno, Gundawan, and Kane. It's quite a marauding front three behind Kane, that, which is why I've gone for extra protection in front of Rice and Indeedy. Now, that makes me hypocritical because we were talking about England before in the group, and I was telling Lee that if we play two holding midfielders in front of our defence this summer, I'm literally going to fucking cry. But I've gone and done it in my team of the season. Um, Shaw doesn't take any explanation. Maguire and Diaz again, from what I said before. Cancelo's been the best fullback in the league, not named Luke Shaw for me this season. The, the surprise one might be the fact that everyone seems to be calling Edison goalkeeper of the season. I think that's highly unfair on Martinez, who's been doing really, really well in a Villa side that are mid-table. He's turned out clean sheet after clean sheet. How can you not put him in there? Everything else pretty self-explanatory for me. Yeah, fair enough. Anyone... Opposing some shouts there? No. No. Yeah, no. you're fucking damn right. Yeah, excellent. Well, <laughs> I went a different route. I went with, um, well, first of all, I numbered all my players, so I'm a step ahead of you. Uh, Edison in net, I went Cancheo, Diaz, Maguire, and Shaw. I'm going four guns blazing. Dallas is like your England squad a couple of months ago. Uh, Gundogan and Bruno holding, and then I've got a front four of Salah, De Bruyne, Son, and Kane. I couldn't leave. Son and Salah out. The goals he scored. Salah only missed out on the golden boot by one goal again this season. An unreal season. De Bruyne has been in and out of the team and he's still within a shout of player of the year. Same same defence as you. Absolutely perfect. Like, unreal defence. I just went with Edison. Golden Glove winner. Like, second season in a run. The guy, it's not his goalkeeping for me. It's the game that he brings as well. His, his assists that he gets and just the way he can start a counter-attack is what all modern goalkeepers are probably going to look to be coming in the next few years. I love it. So aggressive, though. That's such an aggressive line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a 4-6 yeah. yeah. formation. Yeah. <laughs> no defending, just vibes. Glad. Next up, then. Ooh, well, I, 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 wonder, I wonder whose this one is. Of the Duffies. So we've got Josh's team of Martinez in net, Cancheo Diaz, Godfrey and Shaw. Wait, wait. <laughs> Interesting. So checking Alan Holding with Mares, Gundogan, Foden, and Kane. No Bruno, no De Bruyne, no Salah, no, Sa- no Salah, yeah. <laughs> no Son. Get stuffed. <laughs> what? Go, go and talk us through your, your thought process with this one, Josh. All right, Kane, class. Foden, 
<laughs> no. The, uh, <laughs> the, the obviously Kane, top goal scorer and top assister. We've discussed that. Yeah. Foden could have quite easily put Son in there, and I did have a dilemma with that. But I just think I'm basing it off longevity and season long. I think Son and Kane had the start of the season where they were racking up the goals. Mm-hmm. Foden for me has been a standout player all season and that's why I've had to have him and and you know people have been discussing who's going to play that side for England in the Euros is it going to be Grealish is it going to be Foden for me I just think the guy's class I love him as much as Mika Richards does um, and then yeah I've, I, I could have quite easily have put Salah on the right hand side but because he plays for Liverpool I didn't so I went, <laughs> I, I went for Mares instead because when I've seen Mares play, he's just been outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving moving back, obviously, I don't think anybody's going to dispute. Oh, Collins, <laughs> don't lose your UFC there. I'm um, I don't. There, I don't think anybody's going to dispute that Suchek has been one of the standout players for the season, and mm. you probably agree that he gets a shout in there. Alan, <laughs> um, I have to have an Everton contingent in there. I have to, and for me, he's shored up our midfield so much. I, obviously, Dukes and Decore has just been amazing as well. But Alan, I, when he came over from Napoli, I knew that he was a beast and he had an engine on him. But you know, he's, he's proven that to me this year. I've, I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Shaw left back. I think that's straightforward, um, and pretty much the entire defense is straightforward, apart from Godfrey. <laughs> but uh, the guy's played all along our back line this season and given his age the maturity that he's shown to me I've been so impressed with him where other transfers for Everton over the last two or three years have been pretty appalling some of them not mentioning any names Alex Iwobi but Godfrey has been immense and I, I, you know th- there's even talk of him making the squad for, for the Euros and I think that that pretty much sums his year up so yeah that's me. Yeah. Fair comment. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, Godfrey came close to mine, I'll be honest. I, I, but that in my defence, I just couldn't change it. But if I was going to change anything, Godfrey would have been the one. And finally, can we have an under and over on how many defensive players Dale has in this team? Fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Salah playing right back of it. <laughs> yeah. Dale has gone with a 4-3-3 of Martinez, Kufal, Stones, Diaz and Shaw, Rice holding, uh, fuck me, fire. Then De Bruyne, Bruno, Foden, Son and Kane. <laughs> and I thought mine was attacking. 6-5 <laughs> every game, telling you. <laughs> do, do you know the one I like there, you mate, is the, the Kufal shout. He was yeah. very, very close for me. Yeah, just, I, I, it, was a, it was a sort of a toss-up between him and um, Cancelo, but I just thought he, he has... I just thought I just wanted to be a bit different. To be fair, <laughs> throw, some, throw another throw another name in there. Um, I think I, I don't think you, anyone would disagree. He's had, he, he, you know no. he's had a, he's had a great season at West Ham. I mean West Ham in general have had a, have had a great season. Um, and yeah, just thought he can go it right back. He's he's had a good good season. Um, Stones Diaz, that partnership's won in the league. Yeah. Can't knock that. Mm-hmm. Shaw, as Chris said earlier on, he's probably he's been United's best player this season. I think. Um, he's, he's had a, a world of a season. Rice, again, solid for West Ham. Um, and then Foden, 
it was between obviously him and Salah, but I just thought who's who's had a bit more of an impact for their team this year, and I thought yeah. Foden has stepped up. Yeah. Uh, in obviously David Silva's you know absence now, and when he's got, I know he's not played every week, but when he has played, he's looked absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Some of the performances he's put in in the league, you know, all the cups, he's just been outstanding and. Obviously, the partnership with Son and Kane up front, well, you know, on the left and up front as well. So, yeah. yeah. I, I had the issue with just putting Foden in because he's only started 17 games a season in the league. Yeah, I that's the thing. But I just I just thought when, it, when, he, like I say, when he has played, he's been absolutely ridiculous. It makes yeah. you wonder why it's only 17, doesn't it? He's still just letting him filter in, isn't yeah. he, I think? He's still trying to, you know, just slowly ease him yeah. in still when he when he lets him loose when he gets the fucking chains off him and like next season or the season after gee, god help us all man lord yeah. help us all like just give City the title straight away especially if he's signed Kane Jesus Christ nah United Tanya well that remains to be seen Mr Barber I believe that is you leaving us my friend yes that is me leaving I uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast lads yeah, thank you very much for joining us, mate. And we will catch you on the next one, mate. Catch up with you later. All right, adios. Adios, my friend. Yeah. Dale's take care of the week because he's missing his own segment. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Right, Colin, you're going to want me to play this, aren't you? Do it. Our another newest segment of the show. Oh, smooth. Absolutely smooth as fuck that. Just like, I, I feel like I should like enter this scene with a glass of red wine in my hand. So um, good. So good, Josh is fucked up. It was that good that Josh has gone as well. <laughs> Unreal. And, he, and he's back. There we are, mate. Why, why did these segments kick me out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I enjoy them and then I'm expecting to come back and comment, oh, oh that was class, and then nothing <laughs> yeah so this is a uh, this is my continental corner this has been something we've been wanting to book up for a while now where we're just going to go through european football as you can tell i am in my lovely new garment the inter milan fourth kit the last shirt that pirelli will ever sponsor for inter milan marvelous so, kit that yeah it's, it's a beauty in it it's an absolute yeah. beauty yeah. um yeah european football boys i don't know where you lads are at with it and what you've caught if you've caught any of the, the shenanigans that went on over the weekend, did anyone catch anything? Oh, yeah. Spanish, French, uh, Italian was wrapped up, wasn't it? So I didn't pay that any interest. Um, good Champions yeah. League battle, though. Good Champions League battle. The very good Champions League battle in Italy on the last day of the season. We'll start We'll start close to home, though. We'll start with um, We'll start with Spain, something that we're all, we're all familiar with. Um, I'll let Madrid. <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start closer to home. Are we just skip France to Spain? <laughs> <laughs> You name me more than five French teams other than Brest, Nantes, Nice, and PSG and Lille. Monaco. 
Yeah, oh, hang like... on. There's two Rems and Ren because they're kind of similar. I know them. There you yeah. go. <laughs> right. Atletico Madrid sealed up the title on weekend, boys, with a 2 1 win against, unfortunately, now relegated Real Valladolid. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, what an achievement. Yep. Luis Suarez. Yeah. Giving it to him as well. How poetic is that? Yeah. Did you see his post-match interview? <laughs> I saw him crying on the pitch a little bit. <laughs> post-match interview of Barcelona didn't want me. I'll always be forever grateful for Atletico Madrid like showing some love and interest in me again. Like for a club that about Barcelona who just were happy to just discard him. Like that must have felt so good. Scoring the winner as well. Like mm. that must have felt so so good. I saw on a, on his social media just mm. two days before he posted a picture around the table with his, his wife, Lionel Messi and Lionel Messi's wife. And those guys love each other. I, I'm sure that must have been heartbreaking for Messi when Barca just cast him out like that. Yeah. Because, you know, they've as soon as he moved in, they, they probably thought that there might have been a bit of a conflict there, you know, like two egos mm. attacking attacking players. But they, they just clicked so much. I think they're best mates. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> imagine Messi just following him over there. Oh, play for the what? champions. <laughs> Could you imagine the biggest U-turn in history? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, got, he's got his other best mate coming now, hasn't he? Sergio's coming to Barca, so is that going to upset the bromance? Well, it's whether Lionel stays because there's reports coming out that he's staying, and there's other reports coming out saying that nothing's been agreed yet. the The season is over now. In a couple of weeks, he is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Imagine saying that a couple of years ago that Bas like Lionel Messi will be a free agent. God, just every every team in the world just needs to just put an offer in. Yeah. Just have a little punt on him. You know, Luton Town. Oh, hey, <laughs> fifty quid. <laughs> fifty know. quid. Fifty quid in yeah. a pint after every game. Yeah. Arsenal come in fifty quid and a penny. <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> Unreal. That was for Suarez, wasn't it? Yeah. Forty, 40 million for and a quid. Sake. Yeah, forty million and a quid it was, yeah. Unreal, yeah. So they obviously unreal are driven by Real Madrid. Uh, Barcelona flopped it. Yeah, come third. Yeah, fucked it. Very lucky to come third in that. In fact, as well. Um, Real Madrid, though, that there's no reason why Real Madrid shouldn't be winning the league every single season, and no. that could spell the end of Zinedine Zidane as manager of Real Madrid again. Yeah. Well, I, I think him and him and Koeman are, are out the door this summer, aren't they? There's going to be wholesale changes at Madrid and Barca. Yeah. It's just the, the interesting one is the Real Madrid job because Raúl is obviously in charge of Real Madrid's. Well, say Real Madrid's beat it is really their beat. Castilla, it. yeah, Castilla, yeah. yeah. But it's the same way that Zidane came into the yeah. Real Madrid team, and mm -hmm. you know Zidane's not exactly done bad as Madrid manager historically, has he? So maybe I, it'll I work. Saw... I saw this morning the two options are Raul and Guti together, which the fucking 16-year-old me is having a wank right now at the thought of Raul and Guti mm. being together again. God. So, two of my favourite players of all time. Like, Guti especially. What a player. I, well, you know, when I think of Guti, I think of... Do you remember that kit they had in 2003, the black one, with, like, mm -hmm. the com combat-style writing on the back? Yeah. Oh, mm. my goodness. I, I need to find that tonight on the internet and buy it. Yeah, that's got to be around it. somewhere, hasn't it? Sensational. Uh, but the other option that's been rumoured is Max Allegri. 
Yeah, I, I heard about him, but it's just a bit old ways now, isn't it? Yeah, that's not a good move for me, that. No. That's Boring. really not a good move. Boring. Yeah, I mean, the rumours come out to say that Eden Hazard's on his way back to Chelsea. Yeah, they put him up for sale. They put him up for sale. They've said yeah. we're prepared to listen to offers. But the thing is, Madrid Madrid are going to want at least eighty million for him. Madrid want money for Mbappe. I've been saying this for last year. Madrid want money for Mbappe. Simple as that. Which leads me very nicely to the French League mm. because Mauricio came third in a two-horse race in England, and then moved <laughs> to PSG and has come second in a one-horse race. Yeah. The only thing that he's expected to win, guaranteed. Like if if you if you're a gambling man and you put money on PSG every game, they're like twelve to one on. There's no yeah. money in them because no. they're that guaranteed to win. And I'm sure it's with the title as well. And they bottled it. Yeah, like full full massive congratulations to Lille, fourth ever league on title. Um, they almost got relegated two seasons ago. They've, they've pulled the Leicester completely. Yeah. And yeah, it is, impressive. it's phenomenal. Like I love it when we get new title winners. There's been a lot of it in Europe this season. There's a lot of change, a lot of different winners this year, which is really nice. And I wonder if that's because of no fans. I wonder if that's helped a lot. The pressure that no having no fans in the stadium has just allowed these teams like Sporting Lisbon, like Lille, just to play with a bit more freedom. I think so. I think it's... The, the thing with Lille as well, though, is like, and let's not take it away from him. And I, I can't say his name because we're going to butcher his name. I just cannot pronounce it whatsoever. But the Lille manager, to, to think where they were when he took over and yeah. where they are now, and you're talking, their captain is 37 year old Jose Fonts, <laughs> formerly of Crystal Palace. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's yeah. that's how much he's getting out of that playing squad. They sold Pepe for 80 million. He is making moves on and off the pitch there at that football club. Uh, he's yep. just done a tremendous job, I think. A really, really Chris, good job. Christophe Gaultier. That, that, I can't. Chris Christophe Gaul, Gault. I can't do it, mate. I can't even pronounce Ligun before I was just like. Think, just think, just think of the aftershave, mate. John Paul Gaultier. Yeah, I don't wear that. I'm not cultured enough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they've, they've done, they've done absolutely brilliant. Four letters. That's all you need. <laughs> 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 Boss. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've they brought in like Bjork Yilmaz, the fucking Turkish journeyman, thirty-five years old, has led yeah. them to a title challenge. What, what, a, yeah. pe- what a piece of business that has been! Crazy stats this year. Yeah, so, uh, discussing them earlier on today is so, like seventeen goals in twenty-six games. Yeah, or some, yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's impressive for some. You know, thirty-five years old. I'm not saying that thirty-five for a striker is is past your peak. I mean, Lewandowski's probably about similar age and look at him, but uh, yeah, that's impressive. For, for like you say, the Turkish journeyman, he's been dotting around Turkish clubs for so long, hasn't he? So yeah, that's class. Good on him. Yeah, yeah, really good on him. Like, the, the thing with Lille now, and we've all been saying this now, their squad is going to get absolutely decimated because everyone's going to, like, PSG's still the number one team in France. The, the, the team's going to get decimated. It's already started. You've got Soumani going to Leicester. You've got Mindan going to AC Milan. Like the the team has already started to be decimated, so it, it does look like it could be a one and done. But yeah. if it is, if it is, what a job! What a job! Enjoy it, enjoy it whilst you can to the yeah. fans. It, it's like Leicester in it. Lille, it's exactly the same. You you made the comparison before. You know, Lille won the title, and they are starting to get picked apart now. And Leicester was the same. You know, they won the title. Mares went, and it all started to go downhill from there. Can't yeah. say. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, what uh, what next for PSG? Because obviously, like you said, Josh, one thing that they're expected to win, and at Pochettino's first attempt, he's failed. Yeah, I just you know keep him on, give give him next year. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Let's see what the transfer window holds for him because he's got to have his stamp on the team. He's probably going to lose a couple of players. People constantly talk about Neymar moving, going back to Barca, you know, all this. Uh, Mbappe to Real Madrid. You know, he's, he's got to bring his own players in and, and do his own thing, I think. Yeah. If, if these players don't want to play for him, he needs to ship them off and get as much money as he can for them. And, and then next year, we, we'll see Pochettino's PSG, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one final league I want us to speak about is obviously the Italian league as well. The German league kind of wraps itself up nicely on the weekend. You know, uh, Wolfsburg back in the Champions League. Phenomenal achievement. Yeah, really, really good. They finished third in the end, I think it was. Fuck it. Fourth, 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 fourth they finished, but even so, like, pushed all the way by Frankfurt, who just fell at the last hurdle. Dortmund just about go over the line. But yeah, Wolfsburg back in the Champions League. Brilliant. It's been a long time since we had Wolfsburg in chat. I can't remember the last time we had Wolfsburg in Champions League. Mm. No, me neither. Me neither. It's been that long. So yeah, not, that's gonna be not since the days of Kevin Karanyi, maybe. Was it Kevin Karanyi? No, yeah. no. Wolfsburg back in the day? I believe was, so. It was, was it Wolfsburg? It was either them or Bremen. I can't remember which yeah, one it was. I always get confused between he them was, and Bremen. Was he the one with the goatee? Yeah. And the long hair? Yeah. I want to say... Um, Stuttgart he was, he was at Stuttgart at one point he was at Stuttgart at one point yeah I'm not yeah. sure if he went on to Wolfsburg or Bremen or if he was there beforehand Bremen had a class side back in the day remember like Naldo and players like that oh yeah Naldo oh, the yeah. Brazilian yeah it's a great they comment from Avery Tim surprised it worked off Suarez spotted bit bit enough more than they can chew with that move brilliant pun intended fantastic well done mate yeah love that Tim <laughs> yeah well done mate uh, Jack's talking about the championship again, mate. Jack, if you stay there, then we'll never talk about the championship again. That's the only reason we're going to talk about it. Jack's a Brentford fan, and if you're tuning in on Wednesday, mate, we'll be talking all about the playoff final. So don't you worry. Yeah, boy. Swansea uh, going to win. Yeah. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, bit like Italian football. Just to finish off, massive like race to the top four in the end. Juventus just just scraped over the line. For a team and, that has dominated for the last 10 years and has Cristiano Ronaldo in it, that is poor. Did they win the Italian Cup? They did. Yeah, so did. that was their only saving grace for this season then, was it? Yeah, it That's was. That's disappointing. It, interestingly <laughs> enough, the manager dropped, Perlo dropped Ronaldo for the final game of the season. It was a must-win game and he dropped Ronaldo. Ooh. I like that though. I like that. Nobody's nobody's bigger than the club. No. If if you're looking, you know, if you've got one foot out of the door, fine. I'll I'll, I'll drop you. Doesn't matter. Where does he go though? Where does he go? Do you know what though? That I, I and we've seen Messi's been dropped for a couple of games this season in Barcelona, but the leading scorer in La Liga is Lionel Messi this season. The leading scorer in Serie A is Ronaldo. So play your best fucking players. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're both bigger than the managers, let's face it. Yeah. Oh, of course they are. They are like football. The, yeah, the the, player, uh, the fans would choose Ronaldo or Messi over both of their respective managers 
hands down yeah. all day. Yeah. I mean, especially with Cumin. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. No brainer. So, yeah. So, Juventus getting in. Um, Atalanta finishing third again. Mate, they're, they're a great team, they are. Love watching really, really yeah. do en- yeah like you said Collins really do enjoy watching them because they're just so attacking minded it's they, always goal they're, they're what Leicester should be aiming to be like yeah just getting over the line interestingly enough the English Serie A and the Spanish League all had first and second from the same city Madrid, Manchester and Milan it's nice to see the Milans fighting mm. at the top again because that Agreed. that was our childhood wasn't it watching the Milans just dominate Italian football yeah so it's good to see them back. Absolutely. Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully they push on now, start getting a bit of a footing in European football again. Yeah, that would be good. Well, in, in the Milan are now going to have the massive struggle of the Sooning group not giving them any money. They're, they're already looking at cuts straight away, so in the Milan's reign at the top could be short-lived. Chains. So you said ownership in football again. Yeah. Just ruining something good. And on that note... We are going to call it there, boys. So like I just said to Jack then, please join us on Wednesday for a very special edition where we are going to review the Europa League final, the Champions League final, and the, well, preview. Not like we tweeted out earlier when we got it wrong, Chris. <laughs> Can't get everything right, mate. Can't get everything right. <laughs> yeah, we're previewing Europa League, Champions League, and playoff final. Three absolutely massive games. Three of the biggest games of the season, let's be honest. So Yes. Yes, Jack. Yes, Legend. Jack. Yes. Up the swans. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, guys, I'm going to give us a quick plug. Follow us at we are one t on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you do search us on YouTube, just search for Manx One Toffee. We're still on the old branding. We're still working on getting our name changed YouTube. Just let us do it, please, lads. Come on. We're not asking for much. Yeah, be fucking nice, wasn't it? Yes, it would. And from myself, Danny, Chris and Josh, good night, everyone. Good night. Peace. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formax One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at WeAre4M1T.